few read ahead, but <laughs> ready? <laughs> Revelation chapter 9, as we journey through the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Revelation chapter 9. And then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star falling from heaven to the earth, and to him was given the keys to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit, like the smoke of a great furnace. And so the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. And then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as scorpions on the earth have power. And they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth, or any green thing, or any tree, but only those men who did not have the seal of God upon their forehead. And they were not given authority to kill them, but torment them for five months. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. And in those days men will seek death, and they will not find it. They will desire to die, but death will flee from them. And the shape of the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. And on their head were crowns, something like gold, and on their faces were like the faces of men. And they had hair, <clears throat> excuse me, like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings were like the sound of chariots with many horses running into the battle. And they had tails like scorpions, and their sting was in their tail, and their power was to hurt men for five months. And they had as a king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew, Hebrew is Abadnon, but in Greek is Apollyon. One woe is past. Behold, two more. <laughs> I mean, you don't even want to read the rest of that after you get to that. Well, behold, still two more are coming after these things. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you again. We thank you, Lord, that you're a good, good father, and we thank you, Lord, for your blessing as we see today, Lord, your grace and your mercy still resides on planet Earth, giving men and women the opportunity to escape all these things today. And Lord, even during that time, your grace is still shown, your love towards man. Lord, encourage our hearts today. Bless those in children's ministry and those watching us over the internet. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> I don't know why. This is what happens as a teacher. I'm just fine, and then all of a sudden I get all throaty. That just happens. That's just free information. Uh, <clears throat> so... Today we're going to see, and we're going to back up a little bit and find out how we got to where we are, but we're going to see something amazing today. In, I was titling the message for uh, the live streaming, and I said, you can't believe it, or can you? The hardness of man's heart, or the destructiveness, the addiction to the world is so strong that when God starts to destroy it, they still hunger after it and don't repent. I'm going to give you a foreshadowing of what's coming. Let's drop to the bottom of the chapter, verse 29. We'll come back. 
It says, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by the plagues did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons, idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or of their drug use or their sexual immorality or their theft. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? That's why today is, you can't believe it. Or can you? Let's turn backwards a little bit. We started last week with the seven trumpets of God that were being poured upon the world. And I just want to read this, and then we're going to get right into chapter 7. Notice verse 6 of chapter 8. So the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. And the first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, And they were thrown to the earth, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass were burned up. And then the second angel sounded, something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea had become blood. We saw that last week, a little science, that the the oxygen level was being depleted uh, here on planet earth. And verse 10 says, Then the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, some kind of meteor or near-earth object, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of the water. And the name of the star was Wormwood, and a third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the water because it was made bitter. And then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon was struck, and a third of the stars. So a third of them were darkened, and a third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. And I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpets of the three angels which are about to sound. Then the fifth angel sounded. So do you see that? That's how we got to this place. So these trumpets cannot be um, kind of described in any human activity This is all supernatural. These are all coming from God. Remember, they're being cast down. Angels are being in charge of things. There is no doubt on anybody's mind on planet Earth, those Earth dwellers who are living here, who is bringing this wrath. It is God. Now, last week was terrible, wasn't it? To see and to go through all of that. Now... What is being unleashed on planet Earth is literally out of the pit of hell. We're going to see two groups of of demons. And if last week you had some nightmares, this week I'm going to fill up your tank again. (laughs) You're like, I don't want those nightmares. Remember as a believer in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins, and when we accept that free gift, we don't go through this time. Amen? Amen. This is a time of God's wrath. We are not appointed unto wrath, but unto unto salvation. God does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked. We need to continue to remember that. And by the time we get done with this chapter, I want you to still see how much God loves mankind. It's hard to see that, but it's here. And you need to see even God's mercy and grace upon the earth dwellers. Well, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven. 
And to him was given the keys of the bottomless pit. Now, it's interesting because in the Greek, it means the angel has already fallen. It's been there. So this angel is there. Who is this angel? Got no idea. It's not Satan. He's got a different job that he's doing. Uh, Anybody figured out what his job is? He is indwelling the Antichrist. He is not control. We're going to see a lot of demonic activity But remember, the Bible has different rankings of angels, but it also has different rankings of demons, and they have a, (laughs) scary as that is, a hierarchy. Which one is badder? And that's good English. (laughs) Don't you send me letters. And so to him was given the bottom of the split. Where is it? Don't know. Don't care. Not here. Amen? Doesn't matter. But something, what is coming out... (laughs) all right, well, let's look at it. And he opened up the bottomless pit, and smoke rose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace, so that the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke in the pit. I know what you're thinking. It's L.A. (laughs) You would be wrong. (laughs) Just a little humor for the West Coast people. (laughs) So Whatever is about to happen, it it literally is terrifying. Could you imagine watching this? Can you imagine CNN? Uh, That's not that I get CNN. Fox will still be showing it too because they're all together, right? It's all a news thing. Can you imagine a reporter saying, we're standing here and all of a sudden this thing opens up? How big is it? And this plume, you guys have seen a volcano. Imagine this plume coming out of the earth, and then the reporter says, you can't believe what I'm seeing. Let's see what he has seen. And then out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. So, I just want to say this from this chapter. This is not human armies at all. Both of these that we're going to see are demonic uh, and what they look like. And you got to remember, John is going to do the best he can to describe something that he has never seen before. Oh, he's seen a horse, but what do you, how do you describe a horse with a face and wings? And it sounds like for us like a helicopter, but it's really a little demon drone. How do, you, how do you do that when you have a 90 AD frame of reference? Again, he's going to say like a lot of times. It's like this. It's like that. Don't try to read into it. it and I'm talking to everybody on the radio <laughs> and on the Internet. Don't try to read into this. Don't try to figure it out. It's bad, and we won't be here, and we won't care. Isn't that I know I keep saying that every week, but we need to know that so that we would have the information to share with our family and friends, and we'll get to that at the end of this chapter. Notice it says, Out out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power. So this is God allowing that to happen. Anything that happens on planet earth is, is given power. It's allowed to happen for a specific purpose. Notice, they were as scorpions of the earth had power, and they were commanded not to harm the green grass of the earth or any green thing or any green tree. So from last week, a lot of it was harmed. Remember that. 
And so now they're not, because a, normally a locust would destroy that which is green. Yes? It, it, when they, let, do you know that we can watch a locust swarm by satellites w- just go across the Middle East? They're destructive. They can see it. It's like a cloud. And so John knows what locusts are. People in the Middle East know what locusts are. And so he's doing his best to destroy. But notice what it says here. It says, but only those men who did not have the seal of God upon their forehead. So specifically the 144,000 are sealed by God. What about those believers who get saved uh, during this time? Do they have the seal of God on their forehead? I, I can't tell you that for certain. They could, too, be affected. I don't know. Uh, And again, let's not have an email debate (laughs) about it. Take care of your pastor. Leave him alone. Um, Seven. No. Jeez, I was just jumping. I was like, I got to get over this. Uh, Notice their torment uh, was like the torment of a, a scorpion when it strikes. They were not given the authority to kill. We're going to see another group in a minute that's going to take a third of the population out, but their only job is to torment. Now, this is going to start playing into the grace of God and why God is a good, good father. Because even during this time, and we're roughly in the, to the three-and-a-half-year period of this seven-long tribulation period, they men... Women have been on this planet. They've been seeing terrible things. Now they see something horrendous come out. They're being tormented for five months. And remember what we already read at the end. God is still giving men and women the opportunity to come to a saving knowledge. It's like, you know what? After the first uh, sting from the the demon drone, I think I would have given in. And you and I would think the same thing. But that's not the heart of man. The heart of man is deceitfully wicked, the Bible says. Who can know it? Even when you use logic, (laughs) which we like to do here at Calvary, you use logic and you go, of course somebody's going to repent when they see a giant meteor falling and, and the third of the day is cut down and all of this crazy supernatural stuff that makes the hair on the back of your head just pop up. It just freaks you out. And they're like, nope, can I have another bagel? That's what we're about to see. Hey, when's the soccer match on? When's the football game on? Life is usual for them, which is really weird to me. That there, there are people like, oh, what's happening today? I don't know, giant meteor, demon drones. That's their attitude. So let's take a look at it again. They were not given the authority to kill, but to torment for five months. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. Now, how many of you have ever been stung by a scorpion? Let's see. Anybody? Okay. One. Uh, What uh, my little research uh, showed me was that a scorpion sting is one of the most uh, painful, long-term. It just keeps going and going and going. And you can't do anything about it. Imagine that for five months. Now, listen, Monday, the demon drone hits you. Tuesday, you wake up. Wednesday, you wake up. When are you repenting? 
It took Job three days inside of the great fish to repent. I don't know about you, but as I was going down the whale's mouth, I'd be like, Lord, <laughs> help me. Job, three days. Nope. What did I say? Oh, good for you, testing you. <laughs> Losing it, Jonah. Good for you. But think about that. Jonah hates the Ninevites so much. I'm just going to sit, sit inside of a whale. Seaweed wrapped around his head. That's what the Bible says. He's in there. Are there other fish swimming around? What's going on in there? Then finally, at the end of three days, I'm like, all right. Then he gets vomited out. The hardness of man's heart. Even God's servants could be hard. This Bible study that we're doing for the ladies that are coming up, how, how important is forgiveness? Oh, we say it, we preach it, we talk about it all the time. But how important is it for you and for your well-being? For your quality of life? Well, you don't know what they did. What have you done against God? God loved you, still loves you, died for you wants you to escape all of this. And we just, I'll wait three more years, decades. Notice in verse 6 something that's interesting to me. It says, in those days men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. What is that saying? It could mean this. I don't know for certain, <clears throat> but it, it could mean that they try to kill themselves and they can't be killed. How about that? They use a knife, they use a gun, they can't die. Do you see how impactful that is to get your attention? You're like, I want to die from this torment of this demon drone. I can't die, so I'm going to use a gun, I'm going to hang myself, I'm going to sit in my car, I'm going to do whatever to kill myself, but I can't die. It, notice it says, they will seek death, will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. And the shape of the locusts were like horses for battle. So we're getting into a little description of them. And on their heads were crowns, something like gold. And their faces were like the faces of men. <laughs> and their hair were like women's hair. And their teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like the breastplates of, of iron. And the sounds of their wings were like the sounds of chariots with many horses running into battle. Now, lots of people are trying to figure out what this is. And again, our job in the book of Revelation is not to figure out every little thing. These are not helicopters. These are not modern-day warfare that John sees and says, hey, that's an Apache helicopter. Because look at that gun in the front. Look at, look. These uh, Apache helicopters don't come out of the pit of the earth. Everybody got that? So remember the context of the Bible, and to help us understand that is always reading ahead and after, right? Ten, ten up, ten down. And so it says it comes out of the pit of hell. It says that an angel unlocks them. And so whatever they are, I don't ever want to see them. 
But can you imagine what it's like to stand there and hear something like that? You know, you think you're getting an Amazon delivery. Oh, it'll still be around. Them and Walmart, the only thing left on planet Earth. Amen. Not saying they're demon-possessed. No, I'm joking. Can you imagine that? You're like, ding dong. Your little door cam doesn't work. You open up the door, and that's what it is. And it stings you, and now for five months. And again, what is God trying to do? God is trying to get people's attention. Do you really want to be in torment? Because five months is nothing compared to eternity. See the point? So, where the worm dieth not. I mean, just think about all the verses that Jesus spoke about hell. Where you can't get your thirst quenched. Where there's outer darkness, right? The weeping and gnashing of teeth. Everything terrible. And people are getting a tiny glimpse of it. What it's like to be tormented. And yet, as we will see, they will still harden their heart. Verse 10, they had tails like scorpions, and their stings were in their tail, and their power was to hurt men five months. Now, they had a king over them, and the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in the Greek is Apollyon. Could this be Satan? Yeah, but I, I think it's rather just a ranking of angels, like the top bottomless pit angel guy, like skip the demon guy, right? <laughs> like skip what's your job? My job's I got this horde that comes out with me. So I, I happen to think that Satan is very busy. Remember, I think sometimes we forget this. Remember, Satan and God are not equal, right? He is a created being, which means he can only be at one place at one time. Amen? Isn't that good to know? Because he's probably not ever thought of you. The devil maybe did. No, he didn't. Because he's working on high-ranking officials, right? He's doing all this other stuff. He doesn't focus. He's got minions for you and I. So I happen to think maybe this is, I don't know why I called him Skip, but Skip the demon angel. Apollyon is his name. Um. It, and notice that the, the main angel says, but woe, one woe is past. Behold, still two more are coming. So that was bad, wasn't it? Five months of bad. Remember, it's global. Everybody who has not had the seal upon their forehead again, is it the 144,000? Absolutely. Is it uh, believers during that time? Could be. They could not be touched as well. Um, and so... Uh, everybody else is tormented. You know what I like about that is the tribulation affects every single person on planet Earth. There's not a person that is going to get away with not being affected, either uh, by last time the, the forest fires, right? The, the amount of oxygen dropped down, bitter water. Everybody is going to be affected on this third rock from the sun. Well, then the six angels sounded. And I heard a voice of the four horn, uh, a voice from the four horns of the of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, "Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates." 
And so the four angels who had been prepared for the hour, it's a definite in the Greek, and day, month, and year were released to kill a third of mankind. And then it's going to describe what goes on with that. So note with me, it says, a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, verse 13, from God. So there's some kind of, John hears something, and it says to the sixth angel who had had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound. Now, just so you know, good angels aren't bound. These are bad again, but they have a specific purpose. So when Satan fell sometime after creation, not sure when, but when, it, when he fell, he took a third of the angels with him. So probably at that time, God, God said, okay, you four, you're going to be there at the river Euphrates, and you will stay there. We will b- bind you up. You will stay there until the day in which you are released. And when you are released, you're going to do this certain task. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Notice it says, they have been waiting, they were prepared for the hour. It's a definite article. The hour and the day and the month and the year, uh, they were released to kill a third of mankind. And this is what they do. Now, the number of the army of the horsemen were 200 million. And I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision... And those who sat on them had a breastplate of fiery red, blue, sulfur, yellow. And the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions. And out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. And by these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed. Notice, by fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouth. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails And for their tails were like the serpents having heads, and with them they do harm. So another, (laughs) you're like, this is one of those messages. It's just like, man, there's a lot happening here. Where's where's God's love? We're going to see it in a minute again. So now these four angels allow 200 million. And the idea is, by the way, this is the biggest number that's recorded in the Bible, 200 million. And the idea is it's hard to count. By the time you get to 200 million, kind of hard to count. Go ahead and try it today. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> 102 million. Hey, what's for dinner? Oh, I have to start over. See? No, don't do it. He says, so the four angels, verse 15, who had been prepared for that day and that hour, the month and the year, were released to kill a third of mankind. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200 million, and I heard a number of them. So, a great number. Now, later on, we're going to see the kings of the east coming. Don't be confused. That's a different group of people. Now, this is what, happened. This is what happens with Bible prophecy oftentimes. Something comes out in the news or something, and somebody picks it up, and they're like, oh, that fits here. Not necessarily. In the 60s, China boasted that they could field an army of 200 million. Anybody ever heard that before? Right? I'm not sure they could do that, but think about that. They got a billion people in China, but so does India. India could field that as well if they they needed to. Is that here? No. We're going to see later on the kings of the east come. And so uh, this 
horde that comes out, John tries to describe them in verse 17. And again, people try to figure out that this is a tank or a helicopter or a plane or a, you know, F-6. It, it, they're demons. And he's doing his best to describe them. Does it matter to us? <laughs> huh? Does it matter to us? No. Where are we? We're having the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven, and it's great food. And you can have as much as you want. Oh, isn't that great? You can have as much as you want, and if you want to have cake first, go right ahead. <laughs> so then I saw the horse in the vision, and those who sat on it had a breastplate and fiery red, blue, yellow, and the head of the horses were like the head of lions, and out of their mouth came fire, smoke, and brimstone. Because notice, it says, by these plagues. So whatever they are doing, these three plagues kill a third of the planet. Now, we have already lost a fourth of the planet. And for our purposes, I think I, I used 10, million, 10 billion last time. We're closer to around 8 billion, so I don't know what I was thinking back then. Uh, so 8 billion would be 2 billion in the beginning, just gone. So now we got 6 billion. How many got raptured? I don't know. We're just going to leave them out for a minute because that'd be harder math for me. So if we got 6 billion, right? And through these next plagues and stuff, we drop another third of that. Think about that. By the time we get back, in fact, Jesus says, will I find anybody here? Will there be anybody left? A third of the planet is destroyed, the population. Notice verse 18, by these three plagues, and that's fire, smoke, and brimstone, a third of mankind was killed, and by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths, for their power was in their mouth and in their tail. For their tails were like serpents having <laughs> like heads. And with them they did much harm. And verse 20 and 21 sums up the rest of this chapter. But the rest of mankind, that means those who were alive, who were not killed by the plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which could neither see nor walk, and they did not repent of their murders or their drug use, that's sorcery, we'll get to that, that's pharmacia, and their sexual immorality and their, their thefts. Notice in verse 20 it says, but the rest of the mankind, uh, mankind who were not killed did not repent. What I find fascinating here is that they are worshiping the very things that are killing them. Did you see that? The, these two groups of people, or these two groups, are both demonic. And it says right here <laughs> that they should not worship demons, which means they're worshiping demons, which, amazing, they're worshiping the very thing that is killing them. I know what you're thinking. That's the tribulation that has no bearing in our life. You're wrong. People worship things that are killing them every day. How many people are, uh, today are doing the exact same thing? 
They worship the very thing that is killing them. Alcohol, drugs. I mean, you see it all listed out here. Thievery, thefts, right? Violence. It says, the rest of mankind were not killed by these plagues. They did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood. Please don't think that because you don't bow down to an actual image on your mantle doesn't mean that you are not worshiping an idol. Because that shiny thing in your driveway may be an idol. That, oh, did I just, oh, I'll offend everybody today. Hold on. I've got a whole list. (laughs) That thing that goes in the water might be an idol. That job you spend 60 to 80 hours a week instead of with your family, it's an idol. I, I can worship knowledge and information. I can worship Instagram and YouTube and try to get, try to be famous on there. I can worship all kinds of different things. And what God says to the church is, hey, uh, I know you're not going to be there, but let's reduce the amount of worship and just point it towards me. Notice in verse 21 as we end, it says, and they, who are the they? That's the earth dwellers, those who had survived all of this. They did not repent. Is that not amazing? And so this is what God has been doing for three and a half years. He is allowing every calamity, and he's got more, and the more that is coming is more terrifying than what happened in the first three and a half years. This is like a cakewalk compared to the next three and a half years. Amen? I mean, what's coming is terrifying. But for the first three and a half years, God has allowed mankind to have a world without him. You can have whatever you want, whatever pleasure you want. I would imagine, not to get back to Amazon or Walmart, but I imagine you will be able to buy whatever you want at that store. And I mean pharmacia, drugs, everything. Everything will be on the shelf. Everything will be legal. Every demonic whatever is on the shelf. Amazon one-day shipping, right? The drones will be, but then the drones later will. uh, All right, let's. And yet, they don't repent. Why don't they repent? Because man's heart is wicked. And man, Jesus said, loves darkness rather than light. And they did not repent of their murders, their sorcery, that's pharmacia, drug use, their sexual immorality, and their, their, their thievery. Now, I have gone the entire message without saying anything about politics. I just want everybody to note that because I'm about to launch in. No. Listen, there are some really, and I have to say this with all of there are some really dumb politicians And there's a lot of things that are happening around our country, thievery, murders, violence, and they're all saying, oh, that's all right. Oh, that's all right. You can do that. Look how it's pre-programming people. Do Do you see that? Washington, whatever these states are doing, defunding this, defunding that. Oh, that person probably needed that stuff in that CVS, and so we just give it to them. Oh, but you live behind a gate and have armed guards. You see, it never affects them. 
But what I find fascinating is we are pre-programming everything to when they get to this time, everything is permissible. We're living in the foreshadowing of what's to come. Don't be bummed out. You're like, yeah, but I'm not living in Portland. (laughs) You can move. And we pray for those in Portland. I have pastor friends of mine that live there. It's a rough town. Just remember, when you vote, sometimes God will allow you to have whatever you actually want. And that's dangerous, isn't it? Let's, let's finish this. Again, they did not repent of their murders, their sorceries, pharma, the pharmacia, their sexual immorality, and their thievery. Again, what is more disturbing than the death and destruction in the previous verses is that the unbelievable hardness of man's heart. For three and a half years, they have seen the wrath of God, and yet they do not repent. Clearly, I think this is a great way of summing it up. One one commentator put it this way. He said, clearly, the idolatrous addictions to the world's treasures and pleasures can harden people's heart to such a degree that the most extreme judgment will be unable to capture their attention. Let me read it again. It's very powerful. He says, clearly the the idolatrous addictions to the world's treasures and pleasures can harden people's heart to such a degree that the most extreme judgment will be unable to capture their attention or to sway them to Jesus. How powerful is that? You know, sometimes you look at people and you're like, what is it going to take you to come to Jesus? You ever looked at it and you're like, what is it going to take to... Listen, even here, people still don't come to Jesus. They will have no excuse when they stand before God in the great white throne judgment. This, this chapter, whether, whether you see it or not, has God's love and grace. For three and a half years, God's saying, I'm here. He's going to have an angel coming up that's flying around telling people about the gospel. And I think that angel's been flying around the whole time. You know, it's like that Goodyear blimp, right, with the message on it. It's like Jesus is the way. And here's that angel telling everybody about it. And yet the heart, man wants what man wants. He wants to control his destiny, and he wants what his debased appetite desires. The follower of Christ doesn't fall into that category. And I just warn everybody today, not the church, but those who will hear this message, for you to share with your family and friends, hey, you got a minute? I want to open up chapter (laughs) 9. Maybe you should just put a sticky note, because when you're gone on your fridge, read chapter 9, give your life to Jesus, or this is going to happen to you in three and a half years. It's powerful, isn't it? but it's powerful how much the heart of man is wicked. Well, read ahead next week. You're like, man, it just gets better and better, doesn't it? Or worse and worse. And that's good English too, worse. Read ahead next week. We're going to see the angel in the little scroll with John. It's a little pause again in the narrative. So read ahead 
Let's pray. Father, thank you again for your love, your grace, and your mercy, and that even, Lord, during this time, you give men and women the opportunity to choose you. But it seems that they choose themselves. Me, myself, and I is still prominent in the tribulation. The deception is widespread. And so, Lord, we thank you that you will remove us from this time and that it has not been appointed unto men the wrath of God. That the church is removed from that. So, Lord, thank you. We just thank you because you are a good, good father, even in the midst of that trying time. In Jesus' name, amen.